What up, Snapback fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, I am in Phoenix for the NBA Finals. It has been an absolute blast. We went to Game 1. We're going to Game 2. CP3 absolutely balling out in Game 1. Also, we talk about England. England is going to the Euros Finals. And guys, everyone, root Eagleson on. DM him words of encouragement because his driver's license test is today by the time you're listening to this podcast. So, Snapback fam. Much love. What up, Snapback fam? I'm your host, Jack Settlement. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? I wouldn't have mind if you maybe would have audible to co-host and longtime best lad just for the times that we're in. Um, what's on my mind? Obviously England through to the Euro cup final is on my mind. Um, they just beat Denmark, but I'm not getting too happy. It's like that one Kobe interview when they're up 2-0 in the finals. Like what's there to be happy about job, not finish. But I did notice that you went to a nice pub in Phoenix yeah. for it. Yeah. Proper pub. Hear, hear me out. I know you've been trying to get me on the U.S. bandwagon for Qatar and the upcoming World Cup. I need you on the English bandwagon. Like, why don't you make this your squad with me? One thing we can finally unite on. It seems like you love this team. It seems like this is your second team. I, Dude, we've been rooting for England since the last World Cup. Big time. Like, Kane's on the team. A lot of Tottenham players were on the team in the last World Cup. And I've gone, since they made it through the group stages, we've gone to a proper pub all three games. The round of 16, we went to right. one in Soho. The quarterfinals, we went to one in the But I need, I, I need even flew England, to Phoenix to go to a proper pub. I need England come Qatar to be your team, no. not the U.S. No, that won't happen. Hear me out. Hear that, me it out. just won't happen. In some, I mean, I am full British, but in some respects, you are technically British. You just, I know America, independence, 1776, freed from parliament. I know, I know, I get it. But you never forget where you came from. It's a Philly youth basketball or Philly basketball league thing. I guess it's called that. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, not the point. Like, you never forget your roots. Two. You love fish and chips. I I do. We have fish and chips today. I've had it the past three matches as well. And when's the last time you've watched a U.S. game in that environment and it's been as intense? Um. Well, the U.S. hasn't played competitive soccer exactly in a while. But I I went to uh, I went to San Antonio for Mexico USA it was insane well what tournament was that no it was just a friendly because it was but it's insane because all the um, it's a friendly yeah please we're headed to our first international cup final since my since my mother was a wee lad back since 1966 um she's gonna be really mad if she hears this and I just gave up her age on public airways but she'll get over it so I think that you should come come overseas I mean it it's just not going to happen for Qatar, but I got you Sunday. Yeah, I've been rooting for England the whole time. No, so I was going to say we got England and Italy, and it's pretty much a coin flip of a match. D- defensive juggernauts. Look at me; I know soccer. I told myself I wasn't going to eat a single Italian dish this weekend. Then I realized I have like this huge fixed-priced open bar meal at a full-on Italian restaurant Saturday night. So I'm going to starve myself this weekend. I feel like you're going to eat way too much Italian food Saturday night and rationalize it with yourself that you're eating Italians or something weird. Yeah, that's a good spin. (laughs) That's a good spin. But it's coming home, mate. It's coming home Sunday. What are the – when's the last time a team has won the Euro final and then went on to win the following World Cup? Probably never, if I had to guess. If I had to guess, maybe, you know, they have all those stats from like 1942 when they were like eight. Who won the last Euros? The Portugal did. Ronaldo right. actually got hurt in the final, didn't play, and they won uh, without him, which is pretty funny. Uh, a little Giannis, went on a little to Giannis win. action. A little Giannis. And then France went on to win the cup because obviously the cup means more than Euros, right? 
But this is like two. This is two. This is like it's like one C. It's not one A one B, but it's like one C. It's not even like truthfully big. What are outside of Europe? Who are the powerhouses we're missing that would be in the World Cup? Teams like Argentina, Argentina, Brazil, uh, Brazil. Don't say the U.S. Um, That's it. It's like like that could really make noise other outside of Europe. Yeah, it's the South American teams. Uruguay um, is pretty solid too, and then like they still Mexico, got that rat. You know, oh Africa, totally forgot about Africa. A lot of good Africans. Uruguay- with us. Really? Yeah. Did he Uruguay drug still him? got that? Uruguay still got that rat that bites people. Suarez. Yeah, they still got him. Yeah, they got him. He's like one of the uglier looking humans. Nah, there. nah. There's way uglier. He's up there. Yeah, he just has Tyler, like bad teeth. It's like Suarez, Tyler Johnson. <laughs> no, Tyler Johnson is um, a category of his own. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, to the finals we go. Uh, I'm in Phoenix. To the finals you go. Yeah, to the finals I went. I was to act- the finals I would have gone if we didn't lose the fucking Hawks. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I thought about yeah, I thought about that a lot last night. Seeing Alex there, Velasco, Casey, and it's just like. I was watching like the introductory highlights, like you know how they put those cool graphics together in videos, and I'm sitting there. I was just like, "How on earth did I actually think to myself that there would be these videos of my team? <laughs> like they would create this?" I was just like, "How did I ever like that? That'll never happen." And it's just like these cool videos, all this coverage. And I'm just like. Yeah, they're gonna put Tobias Harris on a on a freaking sick graphic. Who do you think is a brighter future over the next five years? The Atlanta Hawks or the 76ers? 76ers. Why the, that's not in the show notes. Fuck off. All right. Um, let's talk about Phoenix before we go to the game. First of all, shout out to TickPick for sending us to the game. As always, always. use code Jack. Um, and shout out to Underdog, who's sending someone from the fam. To the game, uh, we don't know which game yet. They're picking that later today, so stay tuned for that. If you're listening, I'll be on my social. That's pretty crazy. Um, but Phoenix. So I show up, get off the plane, nice airport, step outside. Yeah, nice airport. Yeah, solid airport. Nothing Could you crazy. say off the top of your head like what your favorite? You've been to a lot of airports. Do you know if it's like? Do you have one that's like, wow, it's a great airport? Nah, I'm not one of those. You're not one of those. I, I'm not. I'm definitely. There are those people that are just like hardcore airport reviewers. Yeah, and they get there a little early to enjoy the airport. Yeah, that's not oh, fuck me. that. Like, like even Atlanta. Atlanta's known for having the biggest one. Like it does the most connections in the country. And I was like, that's where I had that shit burger that you suggested. Bobby Flood. Yeah. Yeah. No. Bobby, Bobby's Bobby's Burger. Palace. Yeah, Bobby's. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Like they didn't even have really restaurants. So yeah, I'm not a huge airport person. But from what I saw, Phoenix looked solid. Step outside to get in the Uber. It was hot. Like, but dude, it's dry heat. It was hot. But you know what? I was like, ah, this isn't too bad. I think we landed at like 11:30 local time. It was probably like 95. AM? Yeah, 95. I'm That's like not the peak. Okay, I get the dry heat. Like, you know what? I can handle this. Like, this isn't that bad. It's like a little hot. You know, it's nothing crazy. And the thing with dry heat is like, it doesn't make you sweat a ton. You just kind of feel that it's hot as shit out. Like three hours later, it touches like 108. And I like felt like I was going to disintegrate. It's like disgustingly hot. And so what we just realized after being here for about two days now is what's unique about the dry heat is a thing it did rain over this past weekend so there is a little more humidity in the air but the dry heat is definitely a thing like if you did if you did 108 in new york with that humidity like you die like there we had it here last week yeah. and i actually was gonna pass away exactly and it was probably what like 96 or something like it was 97 with a real feel of right, like 105 right. and we're talking 108 like hot but what we realized was here there's wind and it just blows the hot air into you. And so that, it's not even enjoyable. Yeah, that's like, where... There's no such thing as a cool breeze. It's it's brutal. Like, it's it's as hot as you could think and then, like, go one notch up. But the one thing I'll say is, like, it's not, like, burning hot to where, like, if you step outside, it feels like you're getting burnt and, like, you're going to feel like shit. So drink water. 
I've been drinking other liquids, which have probably not been helping the <laughs> Dehydrated case. you? Yeah. Uh, but it is hot in Phoenix. Credit to whoever does it because, like, people play golf out here, like, all through the summer. And it's just, like, so hot. It's crazy. Um, Imagine going out in that heat, shooting, like, a 106 or 107 like we do, and then heading home and just, like, punching yourself in the nuts repeatedly. <laughs> like, I just wasted so much money, four hours of my life, just to actually – be uncomfortable and angry for four hours yeah. like there would be nothing enjoyable aaron Rodgers said that he was like he, they asked him is if that he, where the match was huh is that where the match no, was? no i think it was in cali but they asked him like in the press conferences and stuff like have you been practicing he's like no like there's so many other things when i think about in being in la driving an hour in traffic playing for five hours an hour back there's so many better things to do in seven hours than playing around a golf and i was like i feel that like i feel feel that anyways nba finals game one phoenix i didn't know this built a new arena last season i was gonna say i was like they showed like the complex like right when you walk in i was like i first off i never knew the phoenix suns had fans right like they came out of nowhere they went eight and zero in the bubble carried into this year signed cp obviously but there were never full phoenix suns fans like arenas and everything so i didn't even know their fans existed and i also like don't think they're really like diehard like i don't think phoenix truly cares about sports as a sports city but yeah the stadium looked kind of sick stadium it's a, it's a was, one year old stadium yeah stadium was nice as a mug as they say and i was talking they say that yeah as a mug is like a new sign i'm trying to i'm trying to get hip with the lingo hip. um but i was talking to the guy next to me sheesh exactly sheesh no, what do they say? Uh, no cap, no cap, no cap. It's bussin', bussin'. Um, and he he was like, yeah, there are no Phoenix fans. So I didn't realize there's like people in Scottsdale who are who are Suns fans, but like there we were in a row with like New York, Cali, Dallas, like from all over the globe, um, and even in Arizona, like the fans aren't really from Phoenix. So that was something I learned, but. Yeah, they show up. They're loud. They're super fun. They were loud. It sounded loud on TV. Um, it. I think they, because from what I've heard from the playoffs, at least, like they were probably like the loudest crowd um, outside of the Knicks. So I was curious, like what that was going to like compare. They were pretty good. MSG is different. Like I didn't realize it until I came to Philly and then Phoenix, like where it sounds hyper loud. I know you guys are insane fans too, but like, MSG is just like a different different type of level to it. But, I said when I was watching the Knicks playoffs game, yeah. it actually felt like I was watching Duke UNC. Yeah, yeah, in like a tiny stadium, like uh, what's it called, Cameron Indoor. Indoor. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was cool. But yeah, they they were super loud. Uh, I'm trying to think what out the concourse. I did happen nice. to peep. I did happen to peep that extra long glizzy. Yeah, I didn't even have one. I didn't. What? Even, yeah, I didn't even have one. Alex and Casey had the extra long glizzy. So the food options were good. They serve cocktails. They serve tall boys. Uh, they got a team shop. They, so does every arena. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like premium cocktails, everything. They got like a little mini hoop that people do stuff on. Uh, all all good vibes there. Pre-game environment. Fans got their speaking. Speaking of the pre-game environment, holy shit, did this make my blood boil. You know why the Milwaukee Bucks are going to lose this series? Why? You were recording a video outside of what's the even arena even called? So I believe it's Talking Stick, but then I asked some locals and they say it's only the Phoenix Suns Arena. I don't know if they hate Talking Stick as the sponsor. Or I think this Talking is- Stick used to be the old one. Maybe. Because that sounds familiar to Maybe. me. Maybe. Anyway, Alex obviously puts on his Snapchat a little video of you talking to a Bucks fan. This is the NBA motherfucking finals. Your team has not won an NBA Finals in God knows how long. Giannis, it's it's his first ring and everything. And I actually heard on camera, so this might come out in the vlog, a Milwaukee Bucks fan utter the words, good luck, sons, <laughs> in an actual respectable tone of voice. He truly meant, we're wishing you the best of luck, leave it all on the court. What a absolute bitch. <laughs> You want to hear something crazier? Are you kidding so, me? So we walk in and uh, these two kids literally right behind me, Arizona State students recognize me like, oh, Snapback fam, whatever. Say hi to them. We're chilling. Blue check the mark seats. of the week. Yeah. Um, 
And I get the the Woj alert. I'm like, oh shit, Giannis is playing. And I told him, and they're like, good. I'm like, no, Giannis is play. He's starting. He's like, good. We want to beat the best. I'm sitting here. I'm like, nah, fam. You don't want to. Could you, Jack? Could you take? Let's take. Let's go back about a year and a half ago when the playoffs started. You're walking into MSG. It's the Knicks' first playoff series in so long. The Knicks are back. Yeah. And the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young are coming to town. How many, how much money would it have taken for you to actually utter the words, hey, Atlanta, I'm wishing you the best of luck on camera before <laughs> that game? Are you nuts? Yeah, nuts. Like, I started hating Trey Young. Like, I didn't really have anything against him. Hate his guts. I still hate him. <laughs> yeah, hate his guts. Good. And so that is why, the, like, I'm sure if you were to go to Milwaukee, like that environment's not going to be that loud. No, nah, actually, it's not Phoenix, but I I think they have solid and the Deer District for what it is, which is the fake is Toronto. That, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. It looks kind of lit. You've seen it on TV. It looks kind of. It lit. does look lit. But you know what? I actually thought about just now in my several trips to go and visit at Midwest schools, whether it be Michigan, Ohio State. People in the Midwest are truly just nice people. Yeah, like they're actually like East Coast absolute assholes you and i it's we're born with it it's not our fault west coast all they care about is themselves and clout and all that midwest people are genuinely just good people but when it comes to the nba finals i cannot imagine wishing the other team good i bet you Giannis and chris paul didn't even wish each other good luck (laughs) you know cv3 did not wish anyone good luck i bet you deandre ayton's like a kid in a candy shop when he's on mic'd up and everything and wired for sound he's like all fun and games he's not wishing brooke lopez good luck no no and you just can't have those types of people supporting your basketball team in the nba finals was this the guy who also had like the antler hat on I think so. Yeah, yeah. You show up so. in Phoenix with an antler hat. You travel. I mean. You travel across the country. Let's assume he's from Milwaukee to show up in a hostile environment to wish the other team good luck. You can't grow get a pair. <laughs> grow a pair. I messaged you right away. Did it you, actually made my blood boil. Did you see um, the hat I got though? Yeah, pretty big for your head. That was sick. That was sick. So we're gonna work on getting some of those. Maybe some Eagles ones. Uh, some England ones. We'll see. What, maybe some more importantly ones. English. We'll see. Um, so yeah. So that's all the pregame stuff I can think of. And then the only other in-game thing that I kind of recognized was I didn't realize that. Like I, it just never clicked that Aiton played at Arizona. Like it's oh, I definitely knew that. No, but of it course just clicked we knew to that. myself as well because all I remember you picking Arizona to go deep in that. March Madness, and they lost. I think they the lost round, round on the first weekend. Yeah. yeah, and so whatever. I knew Aiden went to Arizona, but it didn't click until I realized like he's actually has a huge fan base in Phoenix because he played there for the year. Um, and like I feel like that was not played up at all. Number one pick comes to where he like right. Yeah, I don't know because because that like I obviously knew Aiden went to Arizona, but, but I never put two and two together for either. years. For four years, yeah. it never connected. So that was cool to see. Um, they love CB3. They love book. Uh, the chanting, no shit. the chanting at Giannis. Like I, you think it'll, it'll go the whole series. I assume. Yeah. It's, it happens. happened every, every, every series. single game yeah. of the playoffs. What makes it the best. And me and my roommate were talking about this while we were watching the game. It's like the uproar and cheer after he misses. Yeah. Like if he makes it, it's fine. It's not that funny. But the uproar is just like gets exponentially louder. It's just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. He's due to airball one. So he's due to airball. He actually shot, shot seven of 12, which is solid. He didn't miss two. Did he miss both in one sequence? I don't think so. I think he split every pair. And his misses weren't even that bad. So I was just curious, like, if it'll continue, but like, of course it's going to continue. But what I did see is like, he does speed it up on the road, which is pretty interesting. No, like, they count so fast. No, 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 no. He gets to like the 10 count and he, you could see the first couple free throws he took. It was like, he usually, half, he usually waits to 12. Yeah. What I've learned in the last series and this series in, by the second half of the game, he was getting him off as like, they were starting to say 11, which I thought was funny that he adjusts, but it's natural, right? Like I you actually can't think like they that. just, 
No, he even said to them, like, obviously I hear them. It's 20,000 people <laughs> counting one, two, three, four. Right. Um, like, did you, like, you I'm deaf? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that was cool. And then let's talk about the game. I'm interested to hear from your viewpoint because watching on, on TV is obviously different than in the stadium. Uh, game one, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, right away, Giannis looked good. Giannis looked fully healthy, which is just a freak of nature type thing. I guess yeah. that's why they call him the Greek freak. Um, so Giannis looked good. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, if Giannis looks good, like the way I capped this series is like going to go according to the book. Like I said, bucks and six, but, and then the first half happened and it might be in the crowd playing a role into it, but it actually felt like the Suns were dominating. And every time you looked at the scoreboard, it was a four point game. It felt like that the entire half, the game actually felt like, I actually thought through after the first half, the Bucks are going to win this game because of how much it felt like the Suns were dominating and how they just weren't pulling ahead. Obviously, that Chris Paul third quarter and second half was what did it. Um, but going forward, I mean, that's, yeah, what I saw in the first game at least. Yeah. And it's just like going forward in the rest of the series from what I saw in this game, Chris Paul was getting whatever he wanted. Every single time, whether it was Book or Chris Paul or somebody else, they were getting Brooke Lopez in a one-on-one matchup. They were scoring when they were dropping Brooke in the in the pick and roll. They were scoring when they got him on a switch. Milwaukee needs Brooke Lopez in the game offensively. He was huge for them last series. If he's constantly getting hunted on D and masterminds of getting to the basket and just basketball IQ like CP and Book are the ones to pick him apart, this could be... A quick series. Nah, I I know Budenholzer's literally the worst coach like in the world. That's what I wanted to say, actually. Hear me out. I think the best thing for Milwaukee would be to get swept. <laughs> and just fire. Because yeah, because after the Brooklyn series, it kind of was like, all right, Budenholzer's are safe. They need to get him exposed because they need him fired. Yeah, they do. Well, they went to the zone a bunch. It didn't necessarily limit them. But, you know, it, it's all shot variants, which I think is funny. My note on Giannis, at least in the arena, he looked good. He looked healthy, but he was not aggressive at all. He was he – was, I thought in the first half he was pretty aggressive. He, he was very picky in when he was aggressive, um, which makes me think he's healthy enough to go, but I don't think, like, we'll see him at his full go at any point because it just – he just – like he, there were times where Budenholzer would come up to him at the bench and like he would stay. He still played 35 minutes, but he didn't play like those 10 minute stretches aggressively. It was, I mean, that that's that's not him, that's Coach Bud. No, that's no, what, no, that's what he does. I know, but he did in the past series. I'm telling you, there was something like he just wasn't too aggressive. The chase down block that was sick. The whole, I. I was begging because it was actually identical yeah. to blocked by James. Yeah. I was begging, begging for – we got a tweet from LeBron. Like, he learned from the king with a side-by-side side or something. Just – I needed LeBron to make it about him. Yeah. He didn't well, – He did, he did up sending, post-game, yeah. No, he tweeted about CP, like, yeah. three to go, which I get. That's his boy. He wants him to win. But, like, I, I'm starting to love picking on LeBron. <laughs> it's fun, Off-the-court right? LeBron. It's really fun. There's nothing you could say on the court. He's just a god. But – he did tweet three more to go about a team that did knock his team out. <laughs> a little weird, I... but you know what? Support your friends, right? So, yeah. Yeah, nah, fuck that. Giannis, Giannis, not aggressive for me, but easiness. You know, they always say Ty Lu game one, LeBron game one. Wait, let one. me go back to this. Sorry, this is still in my head. Imagine the Ravens and the Eagles played in the same conference and you guys knocked us out in the wild card round. And then went on to the AFC Championship in the Super Bowl. Like, what? I don't know what you would have to do to like for me to at you on Twitter and be like, "Let's go!" Like one more. <laughs> what? A million bucks at least in payment. It go, it's like kind of like the good luck sons thing. It's like maybe I'm this is boomer of me and like Charles Barkley Shaq, but I'm talking about the fans, not the players. When did we get so soft like this? I mean, we've been a soft generation for a while. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> CP3, how was that on TV? Robotic is the word I could yeah. use. Robotic. It was, he was dictating the entire offense, getting wherever he wanted. 
listen, they won't fall like that every single game, all series. But it was like Chris Paul waited for this moment type shit. Yeah. And so I turned to Casey in the second quarter because with nine to go in the second, he had not scored. And I go to him, I'm like, didn't, yeah, he didn't score in the free. Yeah. yeah, he didn't score. And I was like, you think CP3 will score, you know, in the finals? And then he just went off, like absolutely off in the game. Um, like you said, could get whatever he wanted, wherever he wanted. And I came into this series and into that game. Like, I know CP3 deserves a ton of the credit for elevating them. And there's so much talk about this MVP thing for him. But like, I genuinely thought like Booker was the best player on the team. Yes. After that game, I don't know. Like he, I have a, I have a bet on Booker to win finals MVP because truthfully, I didn't think CP would go out last night with that type of mentality. Like I'm going to be the alpha. I thought he was going to be like play smart basketball, get his team involved and let book be book and go get 40. That is literally, and book at 16 and a half. And that is literally why I took CP3 assists. And I was one assist shy from CP and one assist from Drew from winning $9,500. Because I took the Portis alt unders before I even left for Phoenix uh, when Giannis wasn't supposed to play. And those both cashed, which was a bummer. But game two, Sarge is out. Um, I assume, we assume Kaminsky, RIP the process, will go into. Someone tweeted, someone tweeted like, you realize Dario getting hurt is Philly fans' fault for rooting for him and being happy for him getting to the finals. Correct. That's like we can't do anything. That's right. the most processed thing ever is your guy to get hurt. And then I mean, and Drew played like shit. Yeah. Uh yeah. Scoring wise, he was pretty good in in other facets. But that was enough. Like the NBA is so crazy. Like Drew's a unbelievable defender. Like legit. I mean, was he first team All NBA? defensively or at second? some point at some point in no, no, no. this year he was either first or second whatever regardless cb3 who's like not fast like was just making a job out of him like drew would press him or drew would try and get it, and it's just blow by or dribble by like it is cra- i can't imagine trying to the bucks it. actually looked like i hate to put it on budenholzer because cp was just like you just have to tip your cap at some point when somebody goes off like that but the Bucks looked scrambled the entire time, didn't know what adjustments to make, would make an adjustment, but would always stick with it for like a short period of time. It's like they were never sure what to do. And going forward in this series, though, I do think the Bucks can win solely because they have Giannis and he looked healthy. It's like I can't trust Budenholzer to go in that locker room and say the right things yeah. and make the right adjustments. Yeah, I, I think there's totally a good point there. Bucks shot 44% from three and lost the game. That's a bad sign. A lot of Bucks fans I know, because I got it in the DMs, were saying the refs were a little tough on them. The Suns shoot like 27-20. You'll get it at Fiserv for them. Don't worry. Yeah, so maybe that evens it out. And they got it to seven at one point in the fourth and then quickly a Booker three, and it was back up to 15 um, in a couple minutes later. So game two, adjustments will be made. Probably by the Suns. I don't know if the Bucks have adjustments. Will Giannis be more aggressive? Five or six point spread for game two. I think the Bucks have a chance to win it, but the Suns, that was the best game I think the Suns have genuinely played all playoffs. I long. thought like, so too. Everything was clicking for them. Every play was right. Yeah, I thought so too. I think the, the adjustments right away, you can't switch, you can't drop, you have to hard hedge and recover. And CP is going to get the ball moving and everything around the perimeter, but I'm not trusting guys like, I, listen, I love Cam Johnson. I love Mikael Bridges as players, but I'm not trusting them every time to make the right basketball play and keep the ball moving the entire time. It's like the, the Bucks can easily win this series. Like, like you said, it felt like Phoenix actually played perfect basketball. Everyone, they were doing the right shot every time. They weren't rushing shots. They weren't rushing possessions. And it's like, can they do that for four more times or like yeah. will it, yeah, the playoff experience come crashing downwards or the lack of playoff experience? Yeah, it could go either way. Every role player besides Jay Crowder played like perfect. Bridges had 14. Campaign had two threes off the bench. Cam Johnson had a couple threes, like eight. And you can lock in Jay Crowder overs next game. Correct. That's correct. All right. We're going to take it. So what's your finals prediction as it stands post game one? I tweeted before game one, Bucks and six with or without Giannis. 
Mm, that's actually not what your tweet said. I tweeted before game one, Bucks and six with or without Greek Brandon Bass. <laughs> um, meaning Giannis. I think the Bucks take game two and still win in six. Wow. Okay. okay. I'm going to go. Game one, I just, uh, game one was big. Game one was big for me because I, I agreed, literally, if you, I agreed with Skip it's Bayless. Boot and holes I thought, it's boot and holes yeah. I hate him. I, I, I hate think him. we're gonna go seven. I think we're gonna get seven games, and we're gonna be together on my birthday, the night before. Clock hits midnight. CP3 Finals MVP in Phoenix. God, that's gonna be amazing. All right, fam. That does that has no interest to me. We're gonna take a quick break <laughs> after the break. Uh, we'll check in with Eagleson. We're going to rank the college athletes that would make the most money if the NIL rules were available for them today. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. Uh, in the news, pretty cool. Stephen Curry, one of one rookie card, sells for $5.9 million dollars. Technically, it was not $5.9 million. The company that bought it, they're called Alt. Um, they bought. 50- You're talking about a paper card? Yeah, paper. physical. Not on the blockchain. You remember, when the you, physical blockchain. You, you remember when you used to get hype about the mail coming? Mail day. It's the best yeah, day. Yeah, mail ever. day. I'm going to the it National. Was. You want to come? Where is it? Chicago. Kind of have a little beef with that city. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Uh, <laughs> I actually love Chicago, the city. It's like a clean New York. Yeah, Chicago's dope. So I'm going to the national, but 5.9 million. They bought half of it, so it's valued at 5.9 million. 5.9 million for a Stephen Curry piece of cardboard for a guy with no Finals MVPs. <laughs> I just that's feel pretty like, wild. That is wild. I just feel like who do you sell that to? You know what I mean? Like who? What's the next le- – like someone with $10 million comes in and is like, I really want the best Steph card ever? Maybe? I don't think that – wait. I think that's you. I love Steph. I just don't have 10 – I know we made like, what, <laughs> 6 mil last year from the podcast? Yeah, but, but we got to, you know, donate to charity, yeah. do stuff like that. Giveaways and stuff, yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was crazy. Like I could see – it's just like who is your addressable market? But I will say, the Steph. the next generation Steph right, give a shit right no, but the next generation like I think that's gonna be like a very it's not gonna be as wide of a age gap like LeBron fans span like two thousand to like if you're born in the nineties to pretty much like the past. I actually years. think like we're kind of the oldest age of LeBron stands. No, no. There there's there's some. But what I'm saying, like you do ten more years past us, like probably fourteen year olds, they're Steph fans. So when they get into money, stupid money apparently, maybe they'll get it. I don't know. Uh what if you're listening to this right now, mark it down, set a calendar reminder for a decade from now. And then when we're on episode like four trillion of this podcast and that card sells, let us know. Pull it, pull it up. There you go. Um, all right. Actually, Eagleson, mark that down. Yeah, Eagleson, mark that down, please. Uh, put it in your time capsule in your backyard. College athletes to make the most money if the name, image, likeness rules existed today. We're going to rank them. Uh, the new NCAA rule, we've talked about it before. Players in college cannot get paid like from boosters, pay to play. But they can do brand deals and they can do camps and they can do cool stuff. Speaking of that, in our Uber in Phoenix, our Uber driver was the father of the top wide receiver for Arizona Wildcats football. Mr. Yeah, that, Mr. that doesn't do it for me. Well, he might come on the pod. so it kind oh, of Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, it's dope. Um, but we're going to rank the top guys. I'll start number or number three, rather, for me. I'm going to go Reggie Bush. Listen. He's a running back, I understand. But Reggie College Bush, running back. College running yeah, back. Yeah, but Reggie Bush was different in co- like every I think every kid our age remembers the cutback. Like you've seen him a million times. He was marketable. He had the clean cut. He already was getting paid a shit ton under yeah, the table. Yeah, I actually think he shouldn't be on this list. Why? Because he did make money. <laughs> right. He did get he did get money, but like he would have just made so much more. So I'm going. Yeah, I mean, that's debatably the greatest college running back ever. Yeah. I maybe would say Saquon, but that's up there. Uh, my number three, and this was a no-brainer to me, Nashawn Busy Bones Highland. 
you don't you don't have that name and not use it to your advantage to make guap. I get he went to VCU, this, that, but I already thought about how he could make money. Let's get down to business, trademark, Let, something with biz, dog selling dog treats. Busy bones, with the glizzy. Biz, hot dog deals. You don't have that name. Speaking of which, Busy, if you're listening to this, I saw you mock to us. Shoot me a DM. I've got a lot of ideas. What but about like the have... coldest though? The coldest Crawford? Like ah, I'm mad I didn't think of him. There's but like yeah. some big time names out there. Busy Sean Busy Bones Highland. You don't have that name and not take full advantage of it. So he's my number three. Um, my number two, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel, nickname Money Manziel. Literally, his touchdown celebration was this. <laughs> Everyone loved him because he was so no filtered. He loved to party. He was an absolute baller. A baller at Texas A&M, making crazy throws against Alabama. I remember in the left corner of the end zone that one, like spin back, ran back fifteen yards. His name was Money Manzel. You want to say Bush shouldn't be on the list? Johnny also got suspended for a half because he was signing autographs for money. Yeah, so he true. was he was kind of doing his thing there. Yeah, Johnny would have made you know Heisman winner. He would have made a lot of bread uh, without a doubt. And A&M fans are pretty crazy. So I'm going number two, Cam Newton. I don't know if people remember this, but Cam Newton, Under Armour, who was the sponsor of Auburn, Auburn. and then eventually sponsored Cam in the league, ran commercials with a Cam Newton lookalike throughout the title run. So imagine if he could have just been in the That actually can't be legal. Yeah, of course. Not like, I'm not saying like an identical twin, but like, a, you know, a beefed up. It's like that. It's the, like that episode of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they go to the Phillies game, but they can't like say the Philly fanatic, and they use like the term fanatic. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, he would have. He got breaded, and I think he got kicked out of Florida for selling laptops. Potentially, all these guys that are on our list, we're already making bread in some way. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, and then number one, I think this is a lock. Tim Tebow. He would have been running fucking million dollar Bible camps every freaking summer. I didn't think about the religion <laughs> aspect of it. Tim Tebow was like the most marketable athlete potentially ever. No, he wasn't. Um, no, he was not. He was he was big time at Florida. So I think given the time and place, Tim Tebow was uh he, he would have been huge. For the exact reason, given the time and place, I don't know how you can refute it. Zion Williamson would have made the most money ever. One year, though. There were One videos. Year. But. You didn't think about that. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. You went with three football players. That's a good call. <laughs> I went with. Okay. Good point. But you say one year. If these athletes were making money off their likeness, Zion was on your Instagram feed 10 years ago, dunking the ball. Yeah. The, everyone knew Zion before he was Duke Zion. He comes, he does all this dunking, schmunking, bunking with RJ. Obviously, he goes down in the Duke game, which is just totally classic. Um, but I don't know how you could – because if you look at Zion the human, and it's the same – kind of way you look at cam newton it's these absolute colossal humans that kind of defy science and just life in general zion was different but and it's not like i, I yeah, can say zion, it was like it's five years ago it was literally eight yeah. months ago or something <laughs> but dude zion obviously was super famous huge following yeah good good points there but like he's the same as like a bunch of these NBA guys who are like freaks, but like they're not like the most marketable players in the world, right? Like Giannis, like he's an international superstar, but like Giannis doesn't do like a ton of like shit that you like, he's not in a ton of commercials that you could really think of. like Tim Tebow was like it. He was college football. He was college football. He was college football at some point. That whole Florida team, honestly, which I think Cam Newton was actually on that team. As the backup to Tim Tebow, Maybe. but I just in the in the because social media didn't exist back then, right? So social media but this was Zion was done with social media existing back then. Who or, said that? We I asked you that off air before the podcast started. 
I don't think we have tape of that. You got hacked. I don't think we have tape. You got hacked. My question is, who is going to be the first school, athlete, team, player in college who takes a sponsorship deal from a big brand or even a small brand and does something in a game that costs their team 15 yards? So, like, give me an example. All right. So, you're saying, like, John, that I could totally picture this if Johnny was in the league, right? Johnny scores, he does his money dance, but then, like, lifts up his jersey and he's just got, like, a fat Burger King logo, like, on his undershirt. Like, stuff that. Why would that cost you 15 yards? Like, illegal celebration, I feel like. Like, to do something ridiculous, like, hides a burger under the goalpost, like, uh, whatever his name was. Like, genius. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's going to take it? One of our athletes is going to be the first to do something. The ones that we side, we're going to but, do but something. I, mean, I got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. That big ass hat that you had at Phoenix last night. When we get a snapback one, we're going to put it somewhere on a football field, somewhere, somewhere. He's going to put it on after a touchdown. It's going to cost them 15 yards. But hey, that's why we sign these guys. Okay. All right. All right. Let me, let's work together on this. We sit in the end zone of a game, but it, I need it to be like a big ass like game. Like, well, that's where we have a problem because I've kind of just been getting DMs from like. Wesley I know, I know. University. That's what I'm saying. We need to go big because I need Rovell tweeting about the ad value that we received. I need it being picked up by all the major out. So the noggin caps would make sense. We're seeing the end zone. We're wearing them. No one thinks they score. Take off the helmet. Run to us. We throw the helmet, the hat down, and he runs around the field. That's good. Um, we got to think if you're listening right now, DM us your ideas. It could be a, we could get chick. Also, if you're an athlete and you're willing to compromise your team, like that's what we're looking for. Yeah. That's Actually, that's the application process. I've got a lot of people DMs. Like I would love to be a snapback athlete. Not don't really know what that means. Neither do I, but whatever it is, I'm in. If you're willing to compromise the team that you play for in college, that's the first step to becoming a snapback athlete. If you're a team guy, this, that, we don't want you. We want people that are money hungry and are in it for snapback. Fair enough. And then we can, and then we can discuss. Okay. All right. Send Abe those apps. Um, God, that'll be great. Like when someone just runs around the field with the McDonald's burger. Cause they, like, scared. I hope someone DMs me like, yo, fuck my team. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Eagleson pop in here. I think we got a double. We got a, what the puck? And I think we're doing a little uh, speaking of what the puck. This what game, is on his head? A lightning hat. Imagine having the nuts to put on another team's hat just because you're rooting against one team. Like that would be like me putting on a Bucks hat last series against the Hawks. Just a cuck move, but that's cuck it. Move. Cuck move. <laughs> I saw a uh, I saw a stat. Obviously, the game will be played by the time this comes out. But the Lightning are 14-0 and in the last two postseasons coming off a loss. I think we take the Habs money line. <laughs> They're due. They're due. What's up, AE? Not much. Just uh... What's with the hat? First on, speak to the hat. You hate the Habs that much? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Are we going to do more than a minute of hockey talk? I think. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you it... can address the hat yeah, and anything else yeah, you want. Yeah. Give him the in hat. In the following, what the puck. And then we'll talk Mark season. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. What the puck? Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning on winning their second Stanley Cup in a row. Repeating as cup champions. That's hard to do, but you got to give it to them, even if there was some shady cat maneuvering going on. They beat the Montreal Canadiens in five games. Could have been a sweep, but they wanted to win it in front of their fans. You can't really blame them there. They didn't get to win it in front of them last year, so it's understandable. I also hope after watching this series, everyone realizes just how fake of a team they are. And just how plain lucky they got. I wouldn't be surprised if next year when we go back to the regular divisional format, they don't even make the playoffs. Uh, Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe Abe is rubbing off on me a little bit. But seeing those players and fans shed real tears over losing brings me true, real joy. In some other news, Nashville Predators sent Victor Arvidsson to the Kings for some picks, which I think would be a sneaky good trade for the Kings. And one other thing I forgot to mention, congratulations to Andre Vasilevsky for winning the... All right. Oh, Eagleson. 
That was the worst. Was what the puck ever? No, no. Turn his let him let him turn his mic on. Hold on. I just need to let people know because when they're listening, they'll the cup could be over. Eagles yeah, recording put... this on Wednesday before Game Five even happens. Yeah, there sounds like there's going to be some Curb Your Enthusiasm music in a in a social clip tomorrow. Now I'm kind of into Habs money line after that. What the hell does, was that about? What What do you mean I'm rubbing off on you? Just the negativity, I guess. I'm You've been asking him people. to be like that for yeah. years now. I don't. I'm not negative. <laughs> I'm not negative. I just like comedy in sports. No, you hate everything. That's not negativity. Eagles. That's not true. And I'm hating the Habs. I feel like that was just rubbing off on me. And I love England, so I don't hate everything. That was mean. <laughs> Sorry. That was really mean. <laughs> but now that Eagleson is guaranteed that the the Lightning hoist it is it is it in Tampa Bay? Yes. In Tampa. Habs money line. Sure. Habs money line. They're burn destiny. your money. Yeah, dude. The, the Lightning are so much better than that. They're like, so much better. The fact that the Lightning didn't win game four was like they weren't even trying as hard. You could tell. There's the a few points were at so the end. So much of the better game. than the Hawks. It doesn't matter. No, it's different. Yeah. But, like, they're not going to blow a 3-0 lead. It's just not no. happening. They, there was points at the end of that game. Sounds they weren't like blocking shots. social media clips. <laughs> let's, see, let's, just... let's see what their odds are tonight. Because I could be interested in a little minus one and a half goals. Um, Wait, you just totally flipped the script on me. I, I'm Yeah, I'm not on the Habs. You just said after you It's Eagles plus 105 to win by two. I, that is the – no one's going to hear this before the game, but that is the lock of the century. <laughs> Minus I'm not betting one. on hockey because that would go against everything I believe in. Fair enough. But right. I think the Habs get it done tonight. Let's bet on something else. The marks are in. Abe. They are. No, Abe no, went... no. Hold on. Oh, they're not, not in? Some, something else. Marks, there. they said they were having problems sending them out digitally. So Cap of the week. Cap of the week. I can show you the post if you want. No, 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 no not, not by you. you but them. them saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, no, I, I believe I you. Would be surprised. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> um, there is something else. So tomorrow, I have my driver's test to get my license. I failed that. I could Wait. fail it. <laughs> this is a. I mean, this is like all coming together. Do you remember pre-COVID? Like you were supposed to have your test, then they were backed up for a yep. year. And now it's finally. It's happening. finally happening. We've been doing this shit for way, <laughs> way too long. <laughs> way too long. Wait, so. Talk to me about what the test is like, because in the United States, mm-hmm. this is fucked up. So I went to go do my test, and you start out with parallel parking, K-turn. I do it. Maybe I had to pull out like once to adjust or something. Thought I had it. I then go throughout the entire course. What I thought I did perfectly. We go pull into the parking lot. This guy had to have lost a bet or something, because he goes, yeah, you messed up the parallel parking at the start of it. Listen here, motherfucker. Then why did you make me do the entire rest of the course? They, they, they do that every time. Like that? They do that every time. They they Dude, bring it so back. I failed the first time around. Do they and let you do it again right away, or do you have to rebook? Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the course like there? I I don't want to put negative energy into the air, but you wouldn't have to wait like another year. Uh, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> imagine it's backed up. I think the last time I checked, like, it's backed up till December. Oh, my God. Oh yeah. Because, well, COVID, every, everything was shut down. People. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, your, 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 your country is in such shambles right now. Like, I read that you literally can't even, like, golf in Ontario or something. They were the, yeah. Your country's, <laughs> For a while, your country's they were in the... such shambles. They're just going to let everyone on the road so they stop having, like, angry people yeah. calling their <laughs> offices. But Sorry. what is the actual course like? Do you know? I'm sure you've done a bunch of practice. Yeah, so I've done a few practice runs of it, and it's pretty like pretty straightforward. You just pull out of the parking lot, few right turns, left turns, whatever. You guys drive on the right or left side of the road? We drive on the right side of the road. That was a serious question, by the way. Come on. Wait, wait, time out. <laughs> I have a question about this because I mm-hmm. need to share my story. How do you know what the course is like? So I took driver's ed, right? Yeah, and... we got it in driver's ed, too. Yeah, and they they show you like not exactly what it would be, but in the same town, they'll give you an idea. 
Gotcha. So we they literally showed us hours in driver's ed, like on Google Earth, and like clicked and took you throughout the entire. Ah, thing. that's dope. So mm-hmm. I looked Until mine I failed. up. My yeah. Well, <laughs> but you failed the parallel parking. I still suck at parallel parking. Um, no one, everyone Ubers, so you don't even need a license anymore. Um, anyways, we look up the course, and I was taking. There was a uh, a MVA. That's what it's called for us. DMV MVA. I don't know. I think Same it's thing. NBA. Um, Motor vehicle, like yeah. 20 minutes, that was really known to be tough. And 45 minutes, that was known to be easy. So we're like, we're going to just do the extra 25 minutes. But we go up three days before because we found the thing online. So mm-hmm. you, you go through the parking lot. You come out. You make a left. There's some traffic circles. There's all these things, whatever. I get there for the test. I'm in the thing. Parallel parking first. <laughs> roll up on the curb backing in which is an auto fail auto fail and it was one of those where i rolled up and <laughs> rolled off and it's like I, when you fart it's like when you fart and look around to see if anyone yeah, knows except direct eye contact everyone knows what happened um so i think in maryland they do tell you so he didn't say anything so i was like all right maybe i'm good <laughs> you looked at him you go Come on. <laughs> like, oh, what are we Come doing on. Like, it was a, just a little roll. Like, I wasn't chilling on the curve. Anyways. He goes, eh, between, between me and you. Yeah. Anyways, then we're like, all right, we're going to hit the road test. I had done the thing, the track, three times with my dad. So I'm feeling good, feeling confident. Come up out of the parking lot. He goes, turn right. I'm like, right? What do you mean? <laughs> so the entire thing we practiced was completely wrong. Like we just Aww. found some random ass thing. And so we went and I passed on the first go round. Passed on the first go round. They didn't fail me for the rolling up on the curb. And then my idiot brother, the intern, as everyone knows, not his driver's test, but his uh, permit test. So you can miss, I think, three questions. And the fourth is the fail. He had already missed three. He gets the last question on the test. He has no clue in the world. And in the most Casey fashion ever, he just goes, all right, I guess I'm going with C. Oh, That's obviously. What my name starts yeah. with. And he hit it. And he hit it. <laughs> That's hey, amazing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's, I, would, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you would have been guessing A. I probably yeah. go B for my middle name. What would you do? Oh, A for Andrew. Yeah. Fair play. All right, Eagleson. Well, Eagleson. When is when's the test? A, what time? At one thirty-seven tomorrow. What is wrong with you? What your the country? fuck is with those hardo DMVs <laughs> over there? All right. Well, I need a test. We'll disclose it on the air Sunday, but I need to know right away. Okay. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. We want to congratulate you. Um, when and it's going to happen? Don't... No, positive energy, positive yeah. vibes. Um, good luck to you. Any final thoughts? It's coming Rome. <laughs> oh, that was a bar. Except Eagleson didn't know that saying before this podcast started. I don't know what you're talking about. Lads, it's coming home to England. First International Cup since... You know what? I actually don't even know if I want to win it because I really do want to win the World Cup. It's coming home. It's coming home. Football's, Football's coming home. It's coming home. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.